Sir Gregor, I command you. Obey your queen, Sir Gregor. Welcome to Nerds with a Mic, episode 86. 86? Yeah, 86. Wait, Woo-hoo! let me check. Yep, 86. Woo-hoo! Nice. I'm James. Omega. Tom. And we will be your nerds for the evening. And tonight we are discussing Game of Thrones, season eight, episode five, titled War Crimes. What? Wait, wait sorry. The Bells. <laughs> Same thing. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, okay, okay. Um, We're going to go kind of quick tonight. Because there's a lot to talk about, and we need to go and prepare ourselves to watch the season finale in a little bit less than a week. Uh, we're going to each be covering our top three points about the episode. And to lead off, my number three point, I am going to make some revisions to some predictions that I've been <laughs> making for the last month and I have. Because I think I have like a 90% failure rate on my predictions so far this season. I had this elaborate one for like, the Night King's going to be turning Daenerys and John needs to kill her. And like, nope, okay, none of that happened. So, but I was sure that we would see something with the Golden Company. But, but you st- might still be right about that. After this episode. What Golden Company? What Golden Company? The only Golden Company that's left is the guy selling the melted gold on the side of the street as a trinket. (laughs) No, I'm talking about John killing Daenerys. Okay, John killing Daenerys, but not because the Night King is turning her into a White Walker and she'll be invincible as a white. No. Okay, so the Golden Company, I'm, I'm, they're there in front of the city, and I'm in the middle of explaining to my wife that, you know, they have a major plot line in the books, and Harry Strickland is a character that did this and that and the other thing, and then the gate blows inward. I'm like, well, so much for that. Mm-hmm. I, once again, have this elaborate theory that does not come to pass, and unlike the unwashed majorities of the internet, I'm okay with that, and I'm not mad at the writers for not doing what I wanted. You know what's hilarious? I'm not bitter. What? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the Golden Company's commander's name again? Harry Strickland. Doesn't it sound like a body your dad plays golf with? <laughs> yeah, so someone's like, the reason they had to kill Harry Strickland is because his name was too normal. <laughs> he sounds like a principal. Is there a movie with principal Who was the guy standing next to it? Bob Johnson? Oh, wait, what's Bart Simpson's... John Payne. What's... what's... <laughs> What's Bart Simpson's uh, principal's name? Uh, principal Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Oh my god! But it, it sounds like anyway. Like, Strickland. Thomas Jenkins was the next in command. Uh, anyway, so I, I just need to accept yeah. the fact that like almost every single prediction I've had, maybe every prediction has been completely wrong. But you know what? It was so satisfying to see all that go down. Satisfying, but horrifying, but satisfying. So one complaint I hear about this... Um... Harry Strickland thing? <laughs> at, or the Golden Company thing? No, no, no. I'm going to talk about predictions. One thing oh, that yeah. I hear about uh, the whole thing with predictions... Or in um, in extend the episode is that there uh, it's not so much that people are angry that their predictions are not coming true. It's that they feel like the season is rushed, the story arcs are rushed, and I think that's that's a fair complaint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, anyone, any one of us would have um, been would... able to bit that apple that Jamie, let's say, went back to Cersei. Right. That's a that's a very understandable apple to bite into but give us a little bit more than just one speech. I would say that if they took 
10 one and a half hour episodes to do this season, I think we'd all be happier. Or 10 one hour episodes or nine one hour episodes and the finale was an hour and a half. So someone was saying if they had two 10 season episodes to end the show, two 10 episode seasons, 10 <laughs> season episodes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> two 10 episode seasons to end the show that we'd, we'd see different, um, you know, paces of story arcs and stuff like that. And you know what? I'm not, Gonna really argue against that, but for me, the pacing and the character arcs—they're fine. I'm I'm okay with it. I see that the show shifted gear from you know the there's there's two types of writing. There's two types of writers. There's pantsers and there's plotters. There's pantsers who write by the seat of their pants and they kind of make it up as they go along. They're not even making it up, but the characters are in charge of the story and the characters and the the essence of the character dictates what happens next. And plotters is they have a plot. There's a thing at the end that they're building towards and the characters are tools to enhance the plot rather than the plot being a tool that the characters are able to use to their advantage. You know, you take a fully formed character, you put them in a situation and you have something interesting go on like the Red Wedding or like the Hound and Arya, like, you know, two people on a road trip. That's not necessarily an interesting thing, but you have good characters like the Hound and Arya on a road trip together and you have something interesting. So I recognize that with these last two seasons, they were shifting from being a a more pants approach to a more plotted approach because you got to tie it together. You got to tie things up. You got to bring them into an ending. You need to eviscerate a third of your cast and the great sense of Baylor (laughs) and whatever. Um, And some, some people have a problem with that. And that is a matter of personal taste and opinion. And I love that we can have a conversation. And if we fast forward, you know, let's say in a few years, my kids are old enough, are, are old enough to start watching this. Not let's say in a few years, they'll be old enough to watch this show. When Maybe. they When they sit down to watch this, they're not going to have a year and a half between seasons to come up with a bunch of fan theories and wild speculation and dissect and go back and read the books and look for clues. They're not going to have to wait a week between episodes in order to really get into it and go in to kind of like a uh, potentially toxic echo chamber on the internet and, <laughs> and have other people's disagreements and disgruntlements come in like, and, and, and filter into their own judgment. They'll just sit down and they'll hit next episode. And I'm really curious for us to come back in 10 years. Oh, yes. And discuss this not. and being like, in hindsight, in, in hindsight, now that this has had time to age, how do we feel about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some things stay bad. You know, the ending of Dexter is not going to get any better. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, I tried. And some things get better over time. Some things get worse over time. Uh, Certain things were absolute flops when they first came out, but they turn in, they turn out to be total classic. How is this going to age in 10 years? Like Firefly. Exactly. Or, you know, it's a wonderful life. Complete bomb at the box office. Syndication success. Same with the Christmas story or like a lot of other things that are traditions now or considered like masterpieces, like The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz lost so much money. <laughs> it was a failure at the box office. So Legend was complete flop. Was it? But I loved that movie. It was like one of my key movies when I was yeah. a kid. And I some s- things don't age well. John Hughes films from the 80s, like, hmm, that's date rape. Mm, so, Brad Pitt doesn't age well either. No, but here's the one thing. <laughs> Brad Pitt is the only human in existence who can eat something on camera and still look good. Yeah, that's like that's his superpower. He should be an Avenger just to stand there eating shawarma. Okay, so um, 
that that kind of wraps up uh, kind of an overarching thing on my number three point. Thank you for letting me ramble. I feel better. Omega, your number three point. Okay. Um, I have a huge point, but I think I'm going to save it and I'll talk about something else. Okay. I'll, I want to talk about um, how, from how the show is uh, running things. I believe that the prophecy is still in, in place. The prophecy of Asura High. The reason to that is because hmm. they're talking about the darkness. And technically, Varys just, that's the spider, right? Um, Varys just died. Yeah. And, um, Varys, oh my god, yes. Varys was put, so to speak, on this, on this place because of the Red God. And the Red God has been using him to this point to get John, uh, into, into power. And Which is ironic because Varys has used other people his entire life. Right. <laughs> and, and if you, if you see, especially because on the, on the, I think it was on the very same cliff was when, um, Missan, Missan, Melisandre? Melisandre. The, the the red priestess talked to him. They had why would they put on that scene if it wasn't important? So I think on that uh, where, where she told him that they would both die in Westeros, right? And that he is also just an instrument to the red god. Um, that being said, when he died of fire, uh, his parts have been burned to the fire, so the rest of him was given to the fire as well as sacrifice to what is to come. And we know this to be true because he sent. There were two scenes that we see him. The first scene is you see him writing a letter. Hmm. And if you stop and read, it says right there, like, um, Lyanna Stark. Rhaegar. Targaryen. Eddard Stark. Hit him. Yeah. It has has all this feel. Yeah. Basically, he's forwarding it, BBC it to every person he knows. So I'm thinking... He's basically... He's doing the Westeros equivalent of a tweet. Exactly. And he's giving it to... I'm, I'm thinking to... The Golden Company, like not the Golden, the, the, everyone, yeah, the Ravasi, the, the uh, anyone who he sat there for an entire day writing those, right? And then I'm thinking of all the all the lords remaining, like uh, the Vale, um, obviously Sansa Stark. She's she's not gonna sit this one out. <laughs> um, the Prince of Dorne, the new Prince of Dorne. <laughs> There's uh, if we ever get to meet him, if we, I think we will next episode. I hope so because that's one thing I won't be wrong about. <laughs> and Kend- then, uh, Kendry. Well, that's another <clears throat> thing. She gave him the title, right? And he's now indebted to her because of that. But yeah. at the same time, his loyalty lies to um, the Onion Knight, and the Onion Knight is basically like a mentor. He saved him a couple of times, mm-hmm. and so did John. So. For him, he has that like, that uh, feeling towards them. Whereas with her, yeah, he gave her the title. But John could also give him the title. But John can also give him yeah. the title. So, uh, um, and that, and if something happens to both Daenerys and John, he's the next ruler. Yeah, but he doesn't. He he wouldn't want it, which okay. means he's really good for the job. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Um, you're qualified. <laughs> you're qualified. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I think because of this death, I think I think we haven't finished that story arc of um, a sort of high business because of that, because he died in the way he did. Fascinating. That's really interesting. I like that. Tom, your number three point. Um, I guess what, the main thing I wanted to say at first was um, it is quite inconsistent with the Scorpions having so many more, so many prepared, and then they just, they're not firing all at once, and they're not, um, I mean, yes, she's coming from, from the sun, but that's uh, seems like an obvious thing to expect. But I was actually expecting, as everyone was looking up at you know at the sky and the sun and whatever, trying to find the dragon. 
I was thinking, okay, well, maybe they're going to throw in a plot twist and have it go submerged and then come up from below and start clawing at the ships and tearing stuff apart that way. And then they're like, uh, okay. And then it, you know, goes airborne and then starts destroying stuff. Um, but they should have been able to get a lot more bolts in the air, um, in the time that it, you know, that it was flying around. Also, she'd go and hit the, the, the walls and the towers. And then she'd fly away from them in the direction that the ones that hadn't been destroyed were still pointing, which was not what you would have done. Um, anyway, so that would have been very... I, anyway, tactically, that's completely silly, but it's also very inconsistent as... Um, Compared to the prior episode. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. the prior episode, it was also not... It can, I mean, like, they should have been there, they're ready, and they could have just fired all of them at once as a surprise attack instead of just trying to go one at a time. We've discussed the uh, physics problems from the prior episode. Well, yeah. Well, that being said, look, let's go a little bit with the book. Technically, by book um, myth, by book uh, folklore or whatever, by, by book law, I should say. Book uh, canon. You cannot pierce a dragon. Yeah. Not with a, the scorpions wouldn't have done Anything against the dragon. Hmm. So if you go by the books, automatically what we've seen on the telly, it, it's it's cut down. It doesn't work. Now let's go to the show. On the show, um, yes, they would have had uh, to as practice. much as much as much as I hate how they killed uh, Ragal, Ragal, Ragal. Um, and people are saying, oh, she could have seen it, and she could have. But at the same time, it wasn't the entire fleet that was hiding behind really big boulders, and um. The- like the big islands, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the tall cliffs. Yeah, yeah. They're going into Dragonstone, and Dragonstone is filled with cliffs and nooks and, and corners, and there's ways to hide, especially the, there weren't a lot of ships. There were less than less there's, than ten. Well, there's about a dozen, I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still like you later on see the actual fleet, and there was quite a bit of them. Yeah. Um, so you can hide all these people. Now they don't know when she's coming. They only they only shot it at us. Uh, well, only he shot it because he took that that chance. Mm-hmm. And imagine if you have shot all of your of all of your scorpions that could potentially kill these dragons, then you have nothing to pack up. It's kind of like if you have like a couple of archers, you let two archers uh, shoot first. And you have your two other <laughs> archers on the back waiting so that way they can shoot and the other ones can reload. So in that sense, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you think of that way, it makes sense for Daenerys not to have seen them and then later for um, for them not to have shot everything. But if you also see it this way, yeah, he got killed. Daenerys went down there. And as soon as she was aware of what was happening, she was able to um, fly around the attack. Yeah. So when you see her again in this episode, she is coming down from the sun. And when she is, she's low to the water. You, if you see the scorpions, they have to maneuver yeah. those things to move up and down on side to side. It's not like how we have our machinery, um, which is very sleek, very fast. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, they don't have that. And to reload it, it's it takes time. Yeah, but in the previous episode, 
He was shooting several bolts. There's the crux of it. I say, if the prior episode, if, if if they hadn't had the scorpion action that we saw in the prior episode with Euron's magically fast reloading crossbow and like the insane physics of and being able to hit the dragon three times with, you know, something like nine or 12 shots. If they hadn't shown that, then there would be less uh, problems to find with the, the dragon versus scorpion action in this episode because she did. She came out of the sun. So they had very little time to try to line up a shot, and he got pretty damn close. But, you know, moving objects are very difficult to hit. Even with modern computer tracking, they're, 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 they're difficult to hit. And then it's, it's, a, it's exactly like you said, Tom. I, I think you said it. Mm-hmm. You said it. Yeah, yeah, you said it. She was going low, and she was going fast. And it's hard to track, and it's hard to shoot. And um, it, you, it, it just seemed like How many times did you see the guys at the Scorpion say, fire, and then they were gone? Yeah. In fire. They got fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, they called it. Uh, fire. Yes, sir. I can see it's coming straight for us. No, no, no. Fire. I know. It's right there, sir. <laughs> their, their contract wasn't very, very strong. <laughs> the yeah. limitations of the English language. I meant release the, the arrow. Yeah. No, but, but also the other scorpions were able to swivel faster. Yeah. Like the ones in the train and the one uh, on Euron's ship. The one in they the train? To, the one, are you talking the one where... The loot train in season yeah, the, seven? Yeah. That was much smaller. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very small uh, ballista Compa- Vin- compared to the ones they had in this episode. Yeah. Compared. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Tom, you are... Um, I, I'm sure that I'm one of many fans that are... You're are one of ma- many who is looking at the... The, the, the inconsistencies. The tactics and the inconsistencies. Yeah. I was that. looking at it, too, because it, it did bother me at first. I was like, well, they went down easily. But I had to rewatch those scenes a couple of times for me to actually kind of see what they were doing with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another thing is there... <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. Have you... Not have you ever been on a siege before? Uh, sure, I can't say I have. I mean, I was in a really long time at Wendy's once for like forty-five <laughs> minutes. That was rough. Have you guys? Uh, let's just think about this. Have you guys ever been in a race? A race? Yeah, like you, you and I did the, yeah, you, the. You and I did a race together, right? In eight K. So, do you remember that feeling when you we were in line, right? Yeah, and we're surrounded by people. Yeah, and we're like, when is the time? Yeah. When is the time? Let's get ready. When yeah. is the time? And there's that moment, that small moment of anticipation. And then you do hear uh, them go, uh, the horn, like, blare at you, and you're, like, ready to run, right? And all of you wants to go fast. And even you told me, don't go too fast, remember? Yeah. yeah. But all of my instincts told me, go now. And um, and I'm like, we're going to run eight kilometers. And then I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> See, but then we were surrounded by these people who had the exactly same feeling, and there was... It was a little bit chaotic. Yeah. Trying to find our, our footing, trying to find... Now imagine that 10 times fold and it's your life. And there's a dragon coming down on you. And there is a weapon of mass destruction coming. Yeah. And that is what these people had to go through. And that's why they gave you that silence. You kind of could hear things. Everything and anything could be what's going to kill you. So um, especially because they had the whole army right outside the city. <laughs> it, that was all psychological warfare. <clears throat> Yeah. So when the dragon did come, it's chaos. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tom, I, I don't disagree with your logistical assessment of it, but God, what was it? Weren't those fun scenes to watch? Oh, man. It, it would have been a little bit more fun had we seen just like another couple of hundred bolts go up in the air. Sure. But oh, yeah. 
Uh, it would have been better if there was more bloodbath, if there was more everything. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but yeah. it was yeah. it was great, and I will definitely not say that I would not watch it again. Hmm. I would <laughs> definitely watch it again. Yeah. Um, I actually did. So I watched it with my wife, and then she went to bed. She goes to bed much earlier than I do. And then I watched it again. I watched it twice in one night. I know. I saw your text. I'm like... You watched it twice? I watched it twice. <laughs> I watched it twice. I, I, I have not been able to see it because of streaming r- things or whatever, but I was able to finish watching it 15 minutes before 9 when we were supposed to meet it. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> oh, you just came out from watching it? Yes. Oh, okay. So, so it's it is really like raw. So it's really fresh. Uh, and um, Watch it again. I'm, it's I'm just still, as good the second time. I'm still in the enjoyment of uh, Kyburn's smashing death. Ah. Oh. after all that he's been through it took less than two seconds so happy so happy well am i the only person in the whole fandom that i'm a little bit sad that he's gone well i mean he was he was the psychotic ben franklin of his time yeah (laughs) yeah or yeah Yeah. i mean he brought someone back to life give this guy a little more time and he can probably bring someone as good as john under a good ruler pointed towards good things who are we kidding? It was so satisfying to see his brain smash <laughs> open on a rock and by his laying, own creation. And then laying there in the background. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was his you're, hardest role. <laughs> you're now a background character. <laughs> you're, you're the back, backsplash. <laughs> yes. Uh, so my number two point is Daenerys snapping and Grey Worm snapping. And as they're going in, I'm thinking, I really thought that we were going to get away with that them torching the city and there's the long drawn out pause as the Lannister men are facing John and Grey Worm and their forces in, 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 in the city. And, um, Daenerys is there and they're waiting for the bells and it's these intent. And then the bells start ringing and you see John's face and his relief and you see Tyrion's relief and various people's relief. And Grey Worm's kind of like, damn, but okay, I get it. As soon as it cut to Daenerys's face, I turned to Robin, I turned to my wife and I was like, She's going to snap. She's going to, they're, they're going to sack the city. And then she takes off. She starts flying over. And I'm thinking, oh, wait, maybe she's just going to go attack the Red Keep. Oh, God, she's burning civilians. Okay, here we go. Um, I've seen a lot of speculation, uh, not speculation, argument online, debate online about. No. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> about, what are we doing? Like, oh, that kind of came out of nowhere. Or that, that made no sense for Daenerys or whatever. <sighs> Oh no, my god, it makes guys. So much sense. From season one, she's been saying, I am going to take my Kalasar. I'm going to cross the then poison water. See. I'm going, to, you know, we're going to kill the men in their iron suits. We're going to pull down their stone, stone houses. We're going to rape their women. We're going to enslave their children. We're going to burn cities to the ground. The number of times that she has literally said, I will burn cities to the ground. The normal time she's literally said that. This like, is her first chance to do it. Right. <laughs> and, but the whole time we're like, yeah, you know, take that, Marine. Take that, Young Kai. Take that, Asport. Take that, Kingsland. Oh, no. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Um, her dad. Uh-huh. Burn them all. Exactly. And did you see the wildfire so, pockets exploding throughout the yeah. city? Yeah, that was fun. <gasps> that was that, that was, was interesting. So much that fun. was so cool. Even her dad would have been like, "Damn, Daenerys, calm down." <laughs> they yeah. were like, "That's my daughter." All proud, like. <laughs> but but ever since Jamie was explaining that situation when he killed my the king, favorite scene in the entire series. Yeah, when he put that idea of the entire King's Landing burning to you know that was the idea was it was all gonna burn and blow up and whatever 
ever since he put that idea, people have, well, I guess the writers and many others have been going, that's just too cool a picture to not throw in this chaotic world. So I think that that's... Like, burn them all. Don't mind if I do. He was like, why wouldn't you burn the... When this is... You can do whatever you want. Thanos would be proud. <laughs> exactly. Again, have you not ever been in a siege before? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's I mean, super cool. No, just kidding. This series, as violent as the series is, uh, the the television show and the book series, it's very anti-war. It's very much trying to show the horrors of war, the fact that the innocents get the worst of it. Those caught in the crossfire are going to have it worse than the soldiers and doing the firing. Everything a character does has consequences. Everything character, not just for the character, but for other people. Even people from across the sea, even people yeah. from different uh, nations and, 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 and cultural aspects. Right. And it's really cool to see. It. And this is why I really like the, the book series and the TV show. And <clears throat> this is kind of touching upon one of my predictions is I think that as the, as the showrunners are communicating anti-war, I think that they're going to have Daenerys kill Jon Snow, sit on the Iron Throne in a very evil way, and then end credits. And... Oh, you think Danny wins the throne? I think so. I think she uh, has it in her. She has it in her to take everything down. I don't think down. so. I, I can see what you mean. Like, that would be really cool, but I don't think they would go that route. I think the one that they would actually put on the Iron Throne, it would be either, um, if he lives... Um, Jon Snow or Gendry? <laughs> no, um, Jon Snow or even the new prince and or Bran. Mm. Yeah, I don't see Bran on that. I don't see Bran. I don't see Bran either. But if you think about it, when it comes to um, someone wise, someone who is more cool, more collected, um, he's a better choice. Or Sansa with Bran by his side. Because also, there's the thing: if if you're the ruler, you need to kind of have an heir. Yeah. And um, think about Bran. Well, there's no heirs coming. Who's to say that that's not possible? He can't move his legs. True. But even I think they're I, I think they say it out and out in the book that that's you know not an option for him, but I can see Sansa on the throne with Bran as an advisor. Like, oh, you have a master of whisperers. Well, I have you know Sansa. I have Google. I have everything. <laughs> I yeah. have Google. Yeah. What do you want? So, so I can only tell you what I see on Google. Yeah. <laughs> I can't show you. So um, I, I asked many others what they thought of this episode, and the word disappointed kept coming up, and I had to clarify. Like, are you disappointed in the episode, or are you disappointed in Daenerys's choice to torch the city? Like, oh, no, 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 I love the episode, but it was so dis- – I was disappointed in Daenerys for doing what she did. Um, Beth – that was very much Beth's thing. I, I, I'm afraid I don't have any input. I, w- I wasn't able to to, Get emails to wrangle the, the emails this week, but Beth was very disappointed in Daenerys and um, I think and, and, and so am I it was horrible that's that's a city of a million people I think that many a million people were disappointed a million people <laughs> were disappointed so but it made sense it it, it was crappy and unfortunate but it also you know it, it made sense that it, it, I had a friend I was debating with on this and he said no but you know it it was too much it was rushed and I'm like listen if your wife tells you for seven years that she's gonna steal all your money and punch you in the face and then in the eighth year she steals all your money and she punches you in the face you can't act surprised disappointed yes upset yes mad yes surprised no you you gave up that right <laughs> um 
Good thing. Okay, so I'll just jump into my really big number two I, point. I had a feeling <laughs> that it was going to bridge in. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say on this. Uh, loyal viewers. Listeners. Nerds. Demaris, Demaris, Omega. <laughs> sorry, I, I was thinking Daenerys and Aaron. yeah, 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 sure. sure. Uh, she went full James on this. She has <laughs> full James. two pages of notes full on Tom? a single hmm? point. So, what? all right, go ahead. This is what I came here for. All right, so um, the showrunners D and D base. Hold on, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to get it with the fan going. Okay, go ahead. Thirty-five, thirty. Okay, so the showrunner CND, um, they mentioned in the after credits about the bombing of Dresden. Um, and for people who don't know quite about the bombings of Dresden, they happened in 1945, where the Allies, the Brits and the US especially, they raided, uh, they did four raids, heavy bombers, about three, 3,000 plus tons of explosives. And it had a casualty of 22,000 to 25,000 people that they've legally counted. Other people who were uh, part of this tragedy were not counted because they were not dead. They were just maimed or um, burned, but not dead. But, but also they weren't able to recover all the bodies because so many of the bodies had been burned. Turned to so ashes. The, the fires were so hot in Dresden that they couldn't, re- there, was, there was no body to recover. Right. And... um. There is a, uh, a specific word that, uh, we use, uh, it's a French word, is, uh, cause le célèbre, meaning it's an illegal okay of things that happen in war. And it's kind of like what happened in Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki. It's an okay because it's wartime. Um, and they're not considered, uh, wars of crime. Um, crimes of war. Crimes of war. Yes. Um, and in this case, it's exactly that. As, Horrifying as it was, it's exact. It's exactly that. Um, especially when I, I I hate the word when people keep calling her the Mad Queen, Daenerys. When, for example, mm, example, we say that Arya is a really cool character. She has a death, a, a kill list. She wants revenge. All of this time, her arc has been about revenge until this episode. Mm-hmm. The Hound like. that we love, people love the Hound so much. It's all about revenge. He died for revenge. Mm-hmm. Daenerys did a revenge. This was her revenge. By the same time, it was also political. And what I mean by that is, um, first of all, she, um, she had this, um, th- she had this thought, John, you either with me or you are against me. And, uh, he said, well, I'm still with you, but I can't love you that way. But right there, when she was asking that, it's because she's not loved. She's not loved by these people. She is seen as a tyrant, as a foreigner, and not a savior as she is known for. That being said, she chooses the other thing, which is fear. Now, Machiavelli in The Prince, he said, people should not be seen, uh, should not see their prince as someone who is soft or easy to disobey, nor should they uh, fear him so much that, um, that it disgusts the society. So in this case, her burning down after the bells is, is disgusting to their society. But at the same time, she could still rectify this. Right after this conquer, she could easily turn around. Now you've seen the fool of my power. Obey me and I'll give you fruits. And that's how she keeps her, her throne. Now, if you see her in, in the episode, um, she's going through in that, in that scene, she's going through, um, a term that I actually uh, looked for. It's called narcissistic rage. She's not mad. She's not, she's angry. She's super angry. Um, and because she's fully aware of what is happening, 
whereas her dad that we kind of talked about, um, he thought that distant. he thought he was actually crazy because mm-hmm. he thought that fire had these magical properties and all these crazy ideas. Whereas Daenerys, when she decided to burn them all, it was... That was a conscious decision. It was a conscious yeah. decision that she made. She knew exactly what she was Right. Doing. And that would be considered narcissistic, narcissistic rage. She did have a little bit of a crazy twinkle in her eye, but... Well, it's it's still but, rage. That's yeah. that's what rage does right. to you. Exactly. Um, Rather than insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the counter to that, which is what she has, is um, healthy narcissism. All of this time, we have seen her as a liberator, she, the breaker of chains, the mother, blah, blah, blah. And there's even a a spot in the books that is described when everybody in uh, Astapor are sick and they're outside the city and they don't have food and the dead are actually infecting the healthy. She goes outside and she bathes them and she takes care of the, uh, the people who are hungry and she grabs the dead and they burn them so they doesn't affect everybody else. That is Daenerys. But also Daenerys is the, is the woman, is the ruler that would kill a, a, a master every, every so and so mile, whether they are innocent or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she is known to destroy the wheels of each society that she takes over. King's Landing is no different. Mm-hmm. She gave King's Landing everything that they asked for, for and they refused. So she took it her own way. And this is not the first time she does it. And um, it just kind of kind of annoyed me when I heard people calling her the Mad Queen. This is so atrocious that it's not her character. This is this. This is that. They gave her no choice but to rule with fear. Uh, I argue she did have a choice, but she chose. She chose what she did. Well, it was but, the, 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 but, the counter to that would have been I, yeah. The counter to that would have been she was. Uh, there, in her, her mind, she had no choice. Well, well, l- listen to this. She had she all of her actual advisors are gone. Yeah, the person that she's supposed to trust is her hand, and he has betrayed her time and time again. The person that um she could have ruled with, because she was willing to rule with John. Yeah. Um, and that's telling you something. She was willing to give up some of her power. That's a big compromise. Yes, for her. And, um, for anyone, really. For anyone. But especially her. Yeah. And she was willing to do that for the people, even if it hurt her personally. But because he refused to join her, and um, in a way, it's his fault. And, 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 and the you reason- can see that realization on his face throughout the episode. I thought it was... Yeah. The, the acting throughout the entire episode was outstanding, especially from Daenerys, John, and some of the other key characters. You can see it on John's face, the realization, I could have prevented this. Yes. And it, it was just really, 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 really sad to see um, to see that. And, you know, when I was talking about um, health in astrocism, she, she, when I said, like, she has no choice um, to be, to rule with fear, it's because she now knows that's the only path she has left. Yeah. And her only true power comes from dragons. And come on, everyone who's ever talked to her have always told her, be the dragon. Well, and queen, so, queen of Thorns. Yeah. Yeah. So she you're finally a, became a dragon. There, there's she. Yeah. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. Uh, that's very well put together. And that's a good assessment of her mentality and what has led to this. Um, I agree with you that it was not rushed. I agree with you that it was not out of the blue. It was not uh, unpredictable. Was it disappointing? Yes. Is the world, you know, did we just watch the death of nearly a million people? Yeah. Uh, should she have not done that? 
I think that she should have not done that. She could have I, taken that city. She could have taken that city. The, sh- the city was taken. The city was taken. It was done. She didn't need to sack it, but... Actually, she did. I disagree. It, because I disagree. It, th- you need to think of it through power. Not not because all this time... Uh, okay, remember when... Um, I forgot which season. I just, I just remember this. Um, Varys was actually talking to Tyrion, and they were talking about power. And he said... Something about a priest, the cell sword, uh, and and um, priest. Uh, so, so the, oh, so you know what? There's I'm a about. cell sword uh, standing, and there's three men around him. There's a king, yeah. there's a rich merchant, and there's the clergyman. Yeah. Yes. And each of them tells the cell sword to kill the other two. And the point of the story is power resides where men think power, power resides. resides, and. Danny could have taken. She goes in there. She kills Cersei. There's a little bit more bloodshed at the Red Keep, but that's it. And she will be known as the the benevolent ruler who killed her rival and didn't kill the city, even though she could have. That that's the path I would take. Except that she is not the loved. Rightful. Except that she knows that Varys has already betrayed her. Except that she knows she doesn't have the actual support from the lords in Westeros. Right. Her supposedly ally, the North, are are just a sham of, of an ally. They're shaky. And um, for me, one of the big things that I think triggered her, uh, other than the fact that um, Jorah could have talked her down, but he's gone. He's gone. Uh, Varys could have talked her down if he was still on her side and hadn't betrayed her, but that didn't come to pass. Tyrion, had he been a more competent hand, could have convinced her, and he nearly did. He nearly convinced her, even as far as he had fallen in her standing, he still almost convinced her. I think that if Masande had not been killed in the last episode, I think Daenerys wouldn't have snapped like she did. I say snapped, even though we've discussed here that it was like, she knew what she was doing. It was a logical decision. Um, But if you look at the reception that she got at the slave cities... In Essos. Well, well, yeah. And and she rolls up to the front gates of Yunkai and and um, Marine. And at least a portion of the city was happy to see her. And they threw off, you know, they, they revolted in her favor. She was welcomed by at least a part of them. She shows up to King's Landing and everyone's just scared. No one wants her there. She's like, why is it that this like barbaric slave society over there was happier to see me? Than this supposedly evolved, you know, but that my people that I rightfully rule. Well, and another another thing to that too is that yes, she, there is this concept of um, a slave and master, where in in this case the master will always be in fear that the slave will turn on them, and that is what happened in Slavers Bay and all these other other things. Whereas in this society, you can say, well, the peasants can be kind of like. The slaves. The difference is they do have freedoms, and the only thing they care about is whether or not there's going to be food uh, on the fields. Right. Uh, that being said, their true master for the farmers are the lands uh, and the lands that they crop. Um, so the true um, people that she needs to turn to her side are the lords. And um, in Astapor and all those places, the lords were overturned by their ma- by their slaves. In here, there's none of that. The only way that lords can be subsided if other lords or her are on top of them. Right. So there is a huge difference in in, in those cultural uh, pools. Oh, that I- makes that everything that she did in in Essos irrelevant to what she needs to do here 
in Westeros. Absolutely. But it can't have helped her mental state. Like, oh, it's got a it's got a sting to roll up and everyone just kind of hates you already. Like, dudes, did you hear what I did up there? I lost half my forces saving the world. No. Yeah. No, and no, she's, no one saw yeah. that on the news? Okay. And um, I, I'm not saying it's not a path to success for her. Because if she plays her cards right, it could be. But um, she burned down a city of a million people and that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> it's kind of like the the sacking and of Jerusalem. I, I mean, if you look at that um, in in the first which one? Well, I'm talking specifically yeah. in the Crusades. Yeah. Uh, when uh, the Muslims finally took over um, o- o- over Jerusalem, and what's really interesting about that, if you see them, they were completely atrocious. But within the same year, they were seen as the liberators mm-hmm. because they played that role of yes, we did horrible things to you. To save you. To save you. We saved the city. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yep. Good. Um, I'm so happy that you came with that because as soon as I finished watching the episode, I'm like, I need to know Daenerys's Daenerys's Omega's take on this. <laughs> I know Daenerys's take on this. Her her take is burn, baby, burn. Dracarys. Yeah. Dracarys. Well, she she was told Dracarys. She did. Okay, Tom, your number two point. All right, so it's the people that get into um King's Landing. There's um, Arya. There's Jamie. Um, the Hound. The Hound. Obviously, later the rest of everybody. You know, like uh, Tyrion and whatever. But uh, but mainly the people that got into the keep. The the Hound. He, you know, the Clegane Bowl was amazing. Very <laughs> picturesque. As beautiful as it could have been done. Um, and uh, the mountain always has the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you guys see uh, Arya? I really liked her story arc and how the how the Hound got her to you know come to her senses and not just be bloodlust. Um, and but I think she was a little bit anyway. I I think that she should have been more uh, had her wits about her a little bit better from that point forward because she was more clear headed as far as what her purpose is. But then when she was leaving, she was like all fumbly, which I can understand during the war that that could be. But I think that she could have also been like very uh, observant about her surroundings and like jumping and dodging and being more agile as she used to be. Um, But I do like what they did with her there and Jamie's trip up to Cersei Mm -hmm. and their whole, um, you know, hit with a ton of bricks. (laughs) Have you ever heard of... uh Wanting to live makes you clumsy. Uh, no, but that does make sense. Uh, a lot of the times where, or even, I know, even yeah, like, in, like survival being yeah. boring. Uh, well, um, even when there's a, in medieval warfare, mm-hmm. the most of the time where, uh, armies lost their, um, their numbers was when they retrieved. Yeah. And a reason when is they that, broke and ran and yeah. the other side pursued. And the reason for that is because they broke. There's survival of self and, Again, that goes back to chaos. Um, and, and the thing with, I think that's what happened to Arya, because I also saw that and I was like, why is she, why is she not being like smart Arya? Why is she not, you know? Yeah. And, and but that's she, the but only she's not reason. retreating. No, no, she's, she's yeah. but she doesn't have a direction. Her direction is just like, ah. Run, survive, ah, get out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's that's, happening? Yeah. She has no idea what's happening. There is no place to run. There is no place to hide. No. All she knows is that she needs to keep moving. And mm-hmm. that's what she tells uh, that lady and, and the kid is, you need to keep moving. <laughs> and when they stopped moving, they got burned. Yeah. 
And um, now the fact that they stopped moving because they got written down by a Dothraki writer is yeah. Well, that girl still that girl still could have survived. Yes, she could have. Yeah. You know, there chances of death while staying still nearly certain. Dance chances of death while moving and trying to get out slightly less certain. Like it's still dangerous as hell, but it's your best shot. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's I, what I she th- was explaining to the group of people in the house. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what was happening to her when it came to her mentality and why she seemed so fumbly around. It's because, yeah, she wanted to survive, but she had no direction. All this time she has a direction. She knows her motive. She knows, I need to, I have a kill yep. list. I have this. I need to, and now she has nothing. And, and at the end of the episode. And she got shaken her. up a few times. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the episode, you actually see her, I have something, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. I, I think, like, do you want to get your name put on the list? Because that's how you get your name put on the list. That's what's going through <laughs> Arya's mind as she's watching this dragon swooping over. I think I think she made it on the list because there was no one left to put on the list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's like, huh? Yeah. There's no one left. <laughs> Who's left? <laughs> Let's see. Process of el- by el- elimination. And she eliminated everybody else, so she's on the list. <laughs> imagine imagine Sansa telling Arya, Hey, Arya, can you make a list of the guests that are going to come to the party? Okay. Then you have right. No! <laughs> it was a fateful Evite. <laughs> well, my number one point kind of uh, picks up... Where where you left off there, Tom? My number one point is the click game bowl. I actually had this open on the couch, um, and when the two of them squared off, I actually did that sound, and my wife was like, "Why? Did you do that just for me? No, <laughs> no, that was for me. Would you have done that if you were sitting here alone? Yes, maybe. <laughs> yes." Definitely. Definitely so. Uh, okay, so the Clegane Bowl has been so hyped. And it's one of these things where the fans have really latched on to it. Like the Ant-Man goes up Thanos' butt theory. Like people got really invested in this, but this was much more likely. And <laughs> with all the foreshadowing that's happened in the series is nothing compared to the foreshadowing that's happened in the books. And we've just, it, it, it's taken on a life of its own. And to see it happen in such a, spectacular way to see it so perfectly done and fan service can be a trap fan service can turn out really bad we've seen that more times than than we care to count but this was one time where the fan service was five star and it was exactly right it was so good and he confronts his brother he confronts fire the fire doesn't matter to him anymore dragon goes by breathing fire the hound doesn't blink an eye he doesn't twitch he doesn't flinch he's focused on his objective kill my brother and then while the whole thing is going down and he's laughing and we finally get to see the mountain and his all like grossness and oh kyburn what did you do oh you're dead we can't ask you (laughs) and then and my wife and i are both yelling like like stab him in the head stab him in the head and he stabs him in the head and it doesn't work i turn to my wife like what rules are they playing by it's not zombie rules and then he tackles him into the fire and it was such a such a fitting end death by fire yep and falling and going through a wall with a mountain yep and a hound it was um Sandor. yeah thank you the fall of house clegane <laughs> i just <Literally. laughs> oh, it was so satisfying you guys so satisfying did yeah. you guys notice although um 
the the hound died by fire, which he was. No, no, yeah, yeah there was a given. There was a yeah. given. No, no, no. What 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 got to me was we got to see. First of all, yeah, we got to see his face. Yay! But most of all, the mountain he took off the plate. Yeah. So now he's like from how we first saw him. Like here I am, oh big. And then we have um Clegane, the hound, I was gonna say Sandor. The uh had the hound stab him, how he taught Ari. Yeah. Nope, that didn't work. And then um he, he tried a couple times. Nope, yep. that's the other didn't work. Shoulder. Yeah. He, arm, shoulder, neck, neck. He tried side, everything. And face. Then, that didn't work. And then you see the uh, you see the mountain. Reaching out to him. Oh, go for the eyes! For the eyes, going for his no. head. Exactly like he did to, 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 the, to Oren. And oh. I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was and, like, no, 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 no. And, and then uh, you see the hound grab the knife. Yes. And stabs him on the, on the eye like, like the little northern girl did to the giant. And yes. that didn't work. And I was like, no, no what's going to happen? <laughs> and then, and then you see him running him through the wall uh. because there's nothing left. Enough. Yeah. And they were dead. So satisfying. And I don't even, I didn't even care about the cooking bowl. <laughs> I was and yet, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I also liked that they f- they filmed it in a, such a pic- picturesque way that it's like. gorgeous. The dragon flying behind. And it was just like, it was cinematically beautiful as a painting would have been. Yeah. But like all the frames were that painting. It was. It, it, it was looked, really nice. It looked like one of those like um, Fantasy. paintings, fantasies that you see in DeviantArt like a few yeah. years ago. That's yeah, what like, it looked like. Yeah, like yeah. Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like really, yeah. really nice to all the, the fantasy and uh, so, fantasy yeah. fans. I will so absolutely classify the fantasy. what we got with yeah. the Clegane Bowl as better than I imagined. So much better than I imagined. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That's my number one point. Omega, your number one point. All right. I have one of those. Eight seconds. Let me think. What was it? <laughs> I didn't write it down. Um, oh, I remember. <laughs> Aria. Okay. So I found this really cool quote. And I'm going to have you read it because I don't like reading that. Things okay. About. Do you want me to read that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And and it, and this is a quote from the books. That's a quote from the books. And actually, also, that is not just from the books. It's what the lady from uh, Karth yeah. tells Daenerys in the TV show. This is Quaith. 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 Stephanie? I forgot. I think her name is Quaith. Okay. The so, one with a really weird head, headgear. Right. There's some interesting fan theories about her. Okay, so Quaith, back in season two, back in book two. No, hear me, Daenerys Targaryen. The glass candles are burning. Soon comes the pale mare... And after her, the others, Kraken and Dark Flame, Lion and Griffin, the Sun's Sun and the Mummer's Dragon. Trust none of them. Remember the Undying. Beware the perfumed Seneschal. So, um, and that one, what really struck me after watching this episode, it was, um, soon comes the Pale Mare. All this time, I thought the Pale Mare was just her. That she was, Daenerys was the Pale Mare. But after watching this episode, it's Arya. Arya gets on top of a white horse, an ashen horse. But so did the Golden Company. But that gold... No, no, no. There was a pale mare. Right after all the death and decay. Oh, okay. And the reason why that struck me is... I don't know how much you guys know about um, dogma, church dogma. But in the book of Revelations, they talk about the four horsemen. And and I've seen some people make uh, Mm -hmm. make this connection too. And I thought about it on, on, on Game of Thrones and how they would have done that. Um, 
basically the, the four horsemen are the horsemen of the apocalypse, the end of the world type of thing. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting about them is that they talk about uh, the red horse, which is the one that mounts it. It's uh, war. And then there's famine. And then but there's another one. I forgot what it was. Death, and fight. death is the one who rides the pale horse. Arya serves the god of death. And... um. And he, actually here is, and I'm going to give it to James to read, is the actual uh, quote from, from the Bible. And I looked and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on his was death. And hell followed him, and hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. So on that, reading that bit, uh, it made me think. Um, and I think we kind of said, oh, now that they're... Now that there's nobody else, she's going to put her name there. But on that very scene, um, I saw, uh, obviously, Arya as, as the one in the pale horse. I saw um, Daenerys. She's riding the red dragon war. Um, I, I saw um, the the Night King as uh, Famine. And then I saw, um, what's his face? Uh, Frey. Walter Frey. Walter Frey. As, as the last one. I think the last one is... Um, Hunger and um. Well, the hung, famine would be hunger. Is it? A, no, pe- is it plague? Pest plague, plague. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Plague would have been the Night King, and then um, the other one would uh, would have been Walder Frey. And and I said to myself, so these are the actual bad forces of um of Westeros. Because uh, one thing with Walder Frey, he kept everything in. He wasn't gonna let anyone have anything, and he he stuck right in the middle of Westeros, where people couldn't go up or north, uh, north or south or whatever. And uh, because of that, that made all of Westeros hungry. And of course, you have the death disease of um, the Night King, which completely destroyed a lot of people. Um, and not just people, but animals, nature, blah, 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 blah. And obviously now Daenerys bringing in the war. But then I thought to myself, what could she bring? What is the one god that she could bring in the, the death? But I'm thinking on a massive scale. I think that she will be, um, for the good of the realm, gonna kill um, both Daenerys and Jon. You think Arya's gonna kill Jon? Yes. Oh, so what would what would motivate her to do that? Because he's Targaryen, and they kept saying a Targaryen alone in this world is the worst thing it of all. Is a terrible thing. Yeah. And they also said, uh, I and. Couple of people have said it in the books, and I think like three or four times in the show about um, the coin flopping, uh, flipping, and uh, having a Targaryen um, become either mad or a good ruler. Yeah, and that is what ultimately will break the wheel to get rid of the Targaryens and the dragon. Fascinating, fascinating. Okay, oh, I would hate it if that happened, but that would be you know, and those that's would, Game of Thrones for you, and those will be the brown eyes that she closes forever. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a good. It, it's well argued. You, don't, don't, don't. That's why you. That's why I'm fighting it in my mind because I know you have a point. And my predictions haven't exactly panned out. <laughs> Neither have mine. <laughs> Tom, you're number one point. Um, I think I mashed up a bunch of points earlier just to make sure that they fit into three. But I'm just going to um, kind of say what hasn't been said. As my number one point. And um, Daenerys named, uh, like, mentioned the name of her unsullied name. I don't remember when the first time was that that was. Torgo? 
Torco Nudo or yeah. something like that. Grey Worm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've never, I don't recall her saying that before. Or has she? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, but that whole, um, that whole, uh, going back and forth between her and him, mm-hmm. giving him, um, what Miss Ande had brought with her across the water. Um, anyway, I think that was definitely, it may have been a small move, but it would, it was definitely an effective move to get him, you know, clinched on her team because she needs him. Uh, because if everybody else revolts after this attack, well, the, the unsullied are with her no matter what. Yeah. Um, but it was them sharing that moment and them sharing that moment and sharing the loss of Masande and grieving together. All Grey Worm needed was the signal from Daenerys. Oh, she's burning the city. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he has, they've showed no love for her and, um, and, uh, I don't know. He yeah. doesn't have to show love for these people because he's a soldier. Yeah. And he also just doesn't like them. They don't like him. And there's some, yeah. They don't, he wanted to live they don't get along well. He wanted to live happily ever after with Missande in her town. Yep. And that is not happening. Another thing to add to that, though, is that both Daenerys and um, more Daenerys than uh, Grey Worm is that Grey Worm is kind of going through grief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they both are. Actually, um, I see more uh, Daenerys going through melancholia. And uh, melancholia is deep sadness or gloom. Um, is basically someone who has um, a type of despair and an attachment to something or someone, and then they just go away. But because you see yourself through their eyes, part of you goes with them. And that is your un- unwillingness and unknowing how to let go of that. Yeah. And you're stuck in that horrible space. A horrible, horrible uh, headspace, and that is where what she's going through. She's not necessarily grieving at this point. She's past grieving, because um, grieving is a normal process of um, of love, of life, of nature. And I think that's what he's going through. And when she gives him that, and he throws it away, that's him still grieving and saying that was not Miss Sandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that person that when she was asleep, that was not her. Yeah, the, the one I have in my memory is her. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I love um, that scene. In a, in a couple other notes that I I just want to bring up, um, they said you know she wants to attack now, and they say wait until daybreak, no sooner. And then there they are. It's like high noon. And I was like, what happened to daybreak? Because now it's like in the middle of the day. And then I realized, oh well, she needed the high noon to attack from the sun, uh, which made sense. And also um, in the opening credits, there was uh, they're holding. They had the uh, the wolf was hung and had been shot by arrows and then beheaded and then I just kind of put that together um, maybe I'll, later on the line than I should have. Um, yeah, it was a depiction of the red wedding. Yeah, and then yep. there was the new sun starting from the north of the wall, and then the camera kind of went through the wall and then traveled south, which was a neat little. Uh, I don't know. I really like those openings credits because oh, yeah. they, they communicate a lot. Um, and then the last point I wanted to make was I saw Bill Murray in the Golden <laughs> Company. <laughs> <laughs> Minute 20, 32 and 14 seconds. Uh, go ahead and check it out. Anyway. But it's like um, a younger Bill Murray. It was definitely yes. younger Bill Murray. Yeah. Like from but Space like, Jam. <laughs> it's kind of Space Jam Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah. Like definitely post Caddyshack Bill Murray. Maybe Lost in Translation Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, so Rip, Rip Bill Murray. 
So, so the major deaths we had in this episode, if for anyone saying like, oh, we didn't lose enough main characters in uh, The Long Night. Okay, well, eat your heart out. We got Barris, Euron, Kyburn, the Mountain, Jamie. the Hound, Jamie, Cersei. And um, wh- one of the notes that I made here, well, okay, so th- the scene between Tyrion and Jamie was really touching. It was really touching. Poor Tyrion. He lost so many people in this episode. He lost he lost Varys, you know, one of his best friends, and he lost Jamie. And that scene between them, and he knew that this was going to be it. You know, whether his plan succeeded or not, this was this would be the last time he sees his brother. Um, and then the way that Cersei was taken out in the end, Everyone wanted to kill Cersei. No one got the satisfaction. and Except the effects of the dragon. Except yeah, Daenerys. But, but Daenerys didn't get yeah. to do it to her face. Yeah. Like, they'll find her body in the rubble or they'll, you know, figure out that she's dead. But it's not like you got to walk up. It's not like when she, um, you know. It's not Tyrion killing his dad. It's not Tyrion killing his dad. Yeah. It, it, it's not called Drogo pouring molten gold on Viserys's head or something <laughs> like Daenerys that. And Daenerys loving it. You know? She's like, oh yeah, that's it, my hubby. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Take that, brother. So the fact that no one got the satisfaction of killing Cersei to her face, I thought was really fitting here. People said, oh, we have enough emotion. We want, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like the way, the way she went down. Yep. And then one final little point is, um, I was thinking, you know, Masande always did Daenerys's hair. We should see Daenerys's hair, like, not well kept in, the, in, in this next episode. And her hair looked like shit at the beginning of this episode. I was like, thank you! <laughs> oh, well, it's not just Masande. Thankfully, thankfully, there's... there's uh... They should show more of the Dothraki, but that's just my number one complaint. The Dothraki are basically the direwolves, and, and, yeah. and, and I'm sad about this. <laughs> yeah, and now this was filmed in Belfast, the whole burning of the, the city. <laughs> Belfast. Yeah. Ring the Belfast, ring the Belfast, <laughs> ring the Belfast. <laughs> we ring <laughs> We rang the bell. It didn't work. She's burning everything. (laughs) I held her off for a few seconds. Get out. (laughs) All right. What do we rate this episode? Five. Oh, boy. Uh, It should be a four because there was no tire wolf. (laughs) Well, I was actually going to address this. I give it a six out of five, but because no tire wolf, you remove a point. So so it's a five five out of five. Okay. I'd I'd give it a five. It's... It's just, you know, I don't feel like I have finished experiencing this episode yet. Oh, you haven't. You, you actually are going to find yourself watching it again at some point. I've watched it twice, and after discussing it, I now want to go back and watch it again. I really like this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, it, okay, I was really shocked when she was uh, going after the veil, <laughs> and I was like, she's going to do it. She's going to do it. <gasps> she's doing it. Oh, my God, she's doing it. <laughs> well, I thought, I, then, I, I, I thought because you couldn't see her doing it. I thought Jamie had run up to the bell to just ring it himself. Well, I, I asked him, I was like, who's ringing the bell? Who's ringing the bell? And yeah. she's like, everyone I, who wants to live. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what she said. Like, uh, 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 oh, I think I heard Cersei say, yeah, ring the bell. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I, I do love that everyone's in the city. She's like, just ring the freaking bell. Oh, my God, ring the bell. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. All right, so, so, so we all give it a five. Um, final shot of the series before it fades to black and credits roll. What do you think? Ooh. I knew Night King. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I mean... Bron. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, new dragons. I mean, like, new dragon eggs or um, possibly 
Daenerys sitting on her throne with, you know, bloodied hands. Or, um, I don't know, I, I kind of like that idea that she kills Jon Snow. I don't know if it's like like uh, the weapon or whatever. Yeah. Azor Uh I think Daenerys dies in this final episode. And the final shot of the series is Drogon flying off into the sunset. Dragons are free and wild in I really don't want them the to world become once again. enslaved and then like growing smaller and smaller as right. historically. No, but like dragons are free in the world and one dragon can reproduce. So dragon Drogon flies off into the sunset. Credits. Living happily ever after. <laughs> he meets a dragon or a um a donkey. <laughs> they have babies. And Shrek. <laughs> they have a yeah. donkey. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I just I just thought of remember my 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 Arya theory of killing both of them. Yeah, and and her being like death or whatever. I just remembered what happened to Valeria. It was the god of death who destroyed basically that civilization. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm really subscribing to this theory. Boom. <laughs> and then they have stone skin, <coughs> gray skin, gray stone, stone gray. Ooh, grayscale, grayscale. There you go. But um, also, uh, I just remember talking about Drogon and the last dragon after he kills. Let's say, uh, let's say John kills Daenerys, right? And then you have Drogon's like, "Hey, you can't do that. She's my mommy." <laughs> <laughs> never trusted you. <laughs> I never wanted a dad. <laughs> you can, but, well, You're not my dad. <laughs> I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> well, what if Drogon blasts both of them and then they're both immune to fire? Oh, <laughs> like, oh shit, mom, dad, how are you doing? Sorry about that. But, well, auntie, they mom? would survive, but it would burn all their clothes off, and it's just them standing there awkwardly looking at each other. Fade to black credits. <laughs> very, uh, hot, very we- hot moment. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna wrap this up here. Okay, so. It's okay. We're going to quickly talk about things and discuss stuff. I'm doing stuff, Lori. Thanks. Okay. So, Omega, you saw Detective Pikachu? You know how I usually find complaints about certain things? Uh-huh. Even if I like it. Example, this this um, Game of Thrones episodes. I still have complaints about uh-huh. it. Not with, not with this movie, Pikachu. Really? Okay, I haven't seen it, but my son did, and he loved it. I absolutely love this film. And... I, I gotta say, it has to be the best film I've seen in a very long time. Ooh. I think I need to go watch it this weekend. Yes. Also, because I didn't know this beforehand, but my son came back with two Pokemon cards. They, you get Pokemon cards with every ticket. Yeah, that's how <gasps> and you I used shake, to be. Listen, that's great. Great marketing. Good job, guys. That's also how it used to be when we went to watch Pokemon, uh, the, po- the first Pokemon films. They used to give you cards. Yeah. So. Oh, I remember that. So it was. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear they're gonna make a um, a prequel to this one or something like that. They're gonna. Nice. Talk, they're gonna make a Mewtwo story. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Nice. Nice. I have a good po- Pokemon joke, but it's not. <laughs> not safe for podcast. Yes. Okay, and then oh, I watch Endgame. Yay. Endgame. Have we talked about Endgame before in this? I have. In this podcast, I have, but I, I have not. I have not seen it. Oh, hmm. But you guys may have said something about it. Part where Drogon comes in and kills Thanos, dude, <laughs> and then pulls off the mask, and it's Arya. Wow! 
So, yeah. Okay, we can't talk about it. No, anymore. we can't. I have had my daughter spoiled. <sighs> no. Uh, but that's okay. I've heard a spoiler in it. And when I watched it, when I watched the spoiler, because of things that happened, it, it didn't even touch it. Like, I was still, I was still all emotional, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so. Ooh, new trailer for it. Oh, it too. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. Two. I mean, I've seen it, but I haven't seen the trailer for it too. Wow. Is it good? Oh, I want to watch it with you. Because <laughs> it's so good. I might have to watch both, back, both of them back to back. I haven't seen the, the trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Sounds good. I didn't see the I like original it. either. I haven't seen it. You, you're breaking my heart. It's just one <laughs> new opportunity for you to experience with me. Well, we're going to be having a Game of Thrones season series finale viewing party on Sunday. It's going to be a potluck, and um, my daughter is making gingerbread men cookies for me. I'm hiring her to do this. She doesn't know. She's not going to get to watch the show for many years, but she wanted some money. I'm like, here, make me cookies. And I've instructed her to to burn a portion of them, to burn them black. I'm going to have two plates. I'm going to have, you know, gingerbread King's Landing people before Daenerys, gingerbread... Gingerbread people from King's Landing after Daenerys. I bet you if you take some peeps and you, like, torch them so that they're, like, black on the outside, they'll look like a uh, mother and daughter. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Make sure, make sure you melt them. <laughs> melt them together. <laughs> Happy Mother's Sorry. Day. Here, here's a mom and her young daughter getting killed by a dragon. And here's Cersei with her unborn child being crushed by falling rubble. See, one thing I really liked about that is that we always hear about the dragons, how strong they are, how deadly they are. And sure, we kind of see them. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool to there's see the them. From, of, there's the story here. of what happened to Harrenhal. Yeah, yeah, we were looking at the castle you know, as part of the, some of the scenes, and it was like, yeah, there wasn't much left. I mean, there was you know some semblance of stuff that was left, but everybody was dead, and and the stone had melted. Yeah, love it. Ah, so good. And, okay, and, and also like when the front gates got melted open yes. and blown open, you saw how like the stone was not just broken apart, but like yep. incinerated apart. So good. Anyway. Anyways, <sighs> enough Game of Thrones stuff. We have to put a period. Are to we this. done with talking about uh, things and stuff? We are. Okay, guys. Last week. Don't. This show is over. No. No, not this show. This the Game of Thrones show. Oh, yes. yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to scare our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to go process this. I, I, I don't even know how to end this. Uh, don't follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for not writing nerdswithamic at gmail.com. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just check real quick. Maybe someone did. Dun, 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 dun. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought about the Clegane Bowl, and it just it slipped. Hmm. Randomly, you hear down the whole thing. Well, James is thinking about the cooking book again. <laughs> uh, nope, no one. Um, thank you guys. N- no thank one. You. No one thank wrote you us. But our listens were up this week. Nice. Were they really? Yeah, up to like five. <laughs> well, there were four people listening. <laughs> anyway. No, yeah, they were. Up. See, it was James. Omega. No, there was about a hundred. There was, and then James listened to it again. Believe me, when I'm done editing these episodes, I do not want to hear my voice anymore. <laughs> All right. Good night, loyal viewers. Viewers, listeners, viewers. What if I skadoodle out of here for 10 seconds? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
You should leave. I should leave. <laughs> Goodbye. So I'm not, I'm not welcome here anymore. <laughs> You're welcome here in ten seconds. You'll be welcome here in about ten seconds. <laughs> but you can't be yelling through the door.